Welcome to the EPFL podcast with Anna and Tegla. In weekly 20-minute episodes, we'll share information and personal experience about a series of subjects, spanning from relationships, health, great women in science, and many more. Sometimes there will be experts joining us and answering your questions. Enjoy this week's episode! Welcome to the third episode of this series. Today we will talk about relation with a narcissist. Just a little disclaimer for this episode. Uh, We will be talking about technically uh, toxic relationships and also if you don't feel comfortable, uh, you can stop listening and you can listen to our uh, last episode. And also we're not professional, so if we say something which is not completely right or not right at all, excuse us. Uh, Let us know. Yes. Uh, We've based our research or everything that we will say during this episode from the Mayo Clinic, also from the book of Bruno Le Maître, Les Dimensions de l'Ego, and other sources. So let's start. First of all, narcissism is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Also, narcissists often gaslight others. What that means is that, for example, if you say that uh, you are sad, they will say, no, you're not, you're not sad, you know, just don't take your uh, feelings in consideration. That is because they want everything to be perfect. So, for example, in a relationship, they don't want you to be, I know it's horrible, but like a defect. And if you say that you don't feel good, or for example, if you feel depressed, they will say, no, you don't. So that in their mind, you are the perfect version of yourself. Mm-hmm. To match their perfect sense of self. Exactly. For example, the causes are genetic. Uh, also, the environment has a big role for narcissist people. And it is also based on neurobiology. Of course, there are a million types and nuances in narcissism. Uh, We all have some narcissistic traits. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we're uh, pathologically narcissistic, of course. And obviously, you have to be diagnosed by a professional to Mm -hmm. be considered as a narcissist. But we certainly do have some traits and we can see it all also in others like big personality, controlling, very mm. dominant, um, very charismatic. Yeah, very charismatic. That's a big trait. Mm-hmm. But if you feel that someone is a narcissist or if you feel like you have all these traits, do not you know, say that you're a narcissist. Do not label yourself. If you want, you can go to see a professional that he can uh, say if you are or if you aren't, but you shouldn't label yourself on your own Mm -hmm. or someone else. Yeah, of course. So we talked about these causes, as said in the book, from Bruno Le Maire. Actually, we discovered that we both read this book without (laughs) knowing it. (laughs) It's a really good book. Like, if you... uh, I think it's only in French uh, Um, because I couldn't find it in English. Yes. But it is a really good book. Like, if you want to... It's in the library of EPFL. Yes. Really good. Because uh, Bruno Le Maire, he's a professor Mm -hmm. from EPFL. He's in the SV section and he teaches evolutionary psychology courses for Mm -hmm. SHS in the second year. I took the class and it's really good. 
and in this book he talks about narcissism in an evolutionary perspective mm -hmm. so there are some theories which of course are theories nothing is of mm -hmm. course proved based on narcissism so that everything like cultural differences or personalities between cultures for example that uh, Italians or Spanish people are more open and mm. English or Norwegian French. people <laughs> are considered more uh, cold and closed <laughs> and he gives some ideas and it has to do with narcissism and the level base of narcissism mm. that each culture has yeah true i remember that yeah he, at one point i said i think he was talking about the french culture and that yeah. they're very very narcissistic yes <laughs> so that was nice to you know find out about your own culture and there are also other theories uh, about religion the birth of religion mm. and also differences in obesity between culture for example and also the link between narcissism and short-term relationships everything about their image so the partner must elevate the status of the narcissist yeah and that's why i think in popular culture we think about a narcissist as like a macho man has a lot of women he's mm. uh, rich powerful dominant in his field of work and i mean that's the basic stereotype yeah which can be true but it can be found also in other forms which we'll see later on yeah so bruno uh, said in his uh, book uh, that there are five big points uh, that cause of the increase of narcissism there is the self-focus education in which you know the parent and every you know grown-up says to the child that they're special and great and incredible. Then we have celebrities, which you know speaks on its own. <laughs> there is also the social network. The bigger it is, you know, you feel better, you feel more in power. Then we have uh, living with debt. And finally, we have globalization. Yeah, because it's always bigger and bigger and we can compare ourselves with everybody in the world mm. and we always want to be better than others. Yeah. As we said before, there are other types of narcissism which are not always easy to see. Mm. And I didn't know about this and when I read this, I was shocked. <laughs> There's a second type of narcissism which is the covert type so the normal type which we see all the time is the overt one which is like in the open dominant aggressive we, we saw that mm. and this other type is not as usual as the other one mm. but it, it's definitely there and it's in the introverted and self-conscious version of narcissism mm. so people with a very very fragile self-esteem which can be from childhood or from the social condition and these people still want the same thing admiration success being treated because they're special and unique and they know this even though they have really fragile self-esteem they still feel they're entitled to have mm. this special treatment or uh, success and admiration and they usually try to achieve this by using victim blaming or false modesty and also the silent treatment we we talk about this nice. <laughs> So their attitude could go along the lines of um, you should know how to treat me and if you don't then it's your fault and you're really hurting me 
So I will ignore you until you change to be exactly what I want. And <laughs> if you don't, then I will catch you from my special circle forever. I have so much a big realization now. <laughs> yes, it's uh, really difficult to connect with these people. At first, they're really special. You, you feel like you found someone so good and unique. And they're amazing and they treat you like you're their whole world. And then um, these little things pop out. Like they want you to be something, they want you to do something. And then uh, you don't really feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you see that they also don't really feel good about themselves. So it's this uh, dichotomy they have in themselves, which also reflects their double attitude. Great. Um... Thank you, Decla, for all of this. Uh, now, uh, um, such a big realization, but whatever. For those who didn't uh, listen to the last episode, um, I've talked about uh, an ex that always gave me silent treatment, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried, you know, to not to do stuff to make him mad because then he would silent treat me. Great. Um, I really don't want to say that uh, he's 100% a narcissist because it isn't my place. I am not a professional. But uh, 100% he has uh, some, many traits of narcissism. Um, you can say that. Yeah, of course. Like they, I, I really, it's not our place to say who is and who is mm-hmm. not a narcissist. Um, what we can only say is that they have some traits that are uh, said a narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I feel... Now that I think about it, I feel that um, I am only attracted to people with narcissist traits. Uh, It's really common, I must say. Being in a relationship with people with narcissistic traits is very difficult, especially if they don't feel like they're doing something bad, which most narcissists do. Uh, I have read that uh, most of narcissist people do not think of them Mm -hmm. as narcissist people. They don't want to be diagnosed since it would mean that they're not uh, the best version of a person, you know, which goes with their uh, trait of being the best at everything. Because we think it's a defect to be a narcissist. Yes, so it's troubling when they don't see that uh, their traits are very toxic, right? Especially it is difficult to be with a person with these traits when uh, you are pretty fragile or, uh, you know, you don't... Yes. uh, How can I say that? You are not as confident as we talked before. You don't have big boundaries and you don't know how to set them. Mm -hmm. So you, you know you let that person, you know ride over you yes um that's like a really toxic relationship for example as Tekla said when they say you should know how to treat me and if you don't it's your fault and blah 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 you know it hurts you because then you think you are at fault but it isn't necessarily your fault and you don't see that and I think when you are in a relationship like that you really need a friend or someone that sees you know these these comments and sees Mm -hmm. these traits and can tell you because you don't really see it on your own. Yes. Uh, one psychologist said that, for example, if you feel like you need to record your uh, conversation with your partner, that 
it's a big red flag of a narcissist since they often say that they didn't tell tell you that mm-hmm. right you tell them like oh you told me that before and he will say no uh that's not true and another type of gaslighting exactly and then you feel like you are going crazy because you are mm-hmm. sure that you told mm-hmm. it and you are sure that you know you said it then you feel really like uh, recording you i think uh for example uh now that i think about it i felt like that a little bit uh, especially because i'm a very stubborn person so like i knew <laughs> like i said it <laughs> and and wasn't you know uh, begging and Yeah, it's really another form of gaslighting and it, it can be very damaging. Uh, so if you know uh, someone in a relationship like that, I'll get them out. <laughs> like, try to. Yes, external help is really, really important. Mm-hmm. In every situation where there is toxic relationship. Yes, yes. Because you are too emotionally involved to do anything about it yourself. Oh yeah, you don't understand no. anything. <laughs> you are blindsided. It's how. how How do we say it? Uh, like you have love glasses, but you know that's not real love. It's uh... <laughs> in Italian we say that we have salami on our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is necessary to have uh, external help. Also, a big issue with those relationships is that they usually make you isolate yourself mm-hmm. because you know they can say oh your friends uh, blah 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 they did that and that and i don't like that yes like the 100%. friend percent right the friends aren't let's say perfect uh, as they would want them to be and therefore um, they treat them badly and they tell you to you know stop seeing them and that's really the worst because then you cannot even talk to someone externally and they cannot help you because well He isolated you, the person. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult, I think. Like some of my exes had these narcissistic traits, mm-hmm. and it was so difficult to get out of it. We broke up so many times. We got back so many times. And thanks to my friends or my one real good friend, especially, I got out of that relationship. Really grateful for her because you know she analyzed it and told me what was happening and uh it took a few breakups but then you know she continued telling me and it helped me a lot because then i really realized it at one point yes so that's why you really need like external people and friends if your partner like pressures you you know to stop seeing some friends it is really bad sign and it and it's not always really pressure it's some little comments they make mm. when you see them when you go up with them and when they have interactions with them with really mm. little yeah, details yeah. which can really change your perspective if you're in a more codependent type of relationship uh. in which the couple is everything and everything revolved around mm. the two of you so you feel like the friends are not as important as your loved one but you should remember that your friends probably they will stay with you like way over past the relationship uh, your friends do not have salami on their eyes so yes <laughs> they see what's really happening also like talking about people with narcissistic traits and relationships i don't want you to think that you shouldn't be with a person that has these traits because it's a difference when they don't see it and they don't want to improve and when they know 
that they have these traits and that they're trying to change them because it's something that they're born with technically mm-hmm. or they learn from the environment and it's very difficult to not have these traits but if mm-hmm. they're you know trying to learn how to use them properly i don't want you to like hate on any people that have these traits because of course. if they're really trying to change them it's really difficult and you should like support those people I also think there are some good traits, mm. for example, having a big personality and being outspoken. Yeah, It can exactly. be really helpful in work environment. environment. Mm. You can go really far, of course, not manipulating people, no. <laughs> but just being outspoken and like a big charisma, mm. it, it can really help. I wish I could be more dominant in my everyday life and work life, yeah. Yes, and just get what I want. Mm -mm. It's also really difficult to make them know that they have these traits because, as you said, they they don't know. Because having an inflated self-esteem or sense of self, then you cannot have these defects. You're Mm -mm. perfect. Exactly. And also, it's not really like your place to say, like, oh, you're a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since you're not a professional, what you can maybe say is, um, I have, uh, you know, have seen that you have some traits that are, let's say, damaging to me. Are you willing to work on them? Yes, of course. Yeah, you don't have to say... Uh, narcissistic traits you can it, they are just personality traits mm-hmm. which if, if you say it like that like a normal thing exactly and just say that you do some stuff that for example hurt me if they're willing to do anything about that yeah that's great also like side note we are still super young and i don't feel like it's it is our time to be in a relationship that's so complicated and that we need to work so hard on mm-hmm. We have time to have complicated relationships. Yes, that's very true. In my relationship, uh, which I talked about in the last episodes, it was definitely toxic and mm-hmm. damaging. And I thought like I had to do something uh, to help her, you know. Mm. I didn't really realize that, that a lot of traits were just covert narcissistic mm. traits. Um, well, look, I, I just found out that... My exes had <laughs> these traits. When you find on the internet a list of things mm. which you have experienced exactly, you feel like you're not as crazy anymore. Exactly. So I felt I was in this kind of relationship and it was going to be like this like forever. Mm. I, I genuinely thought I was going to marry this person, be with them mm. forever, like literally. <laughs> So when the problems started to appear, the thought of leaving them was mm. way out of the picture. Yeah. And what do you do when you have that situation? You try to improve, first of all, yourself, because you think you are the problem. And then you try to understand the requests, if there are requests. Mm. Most of the time it's like implicit change, whatever. That's really like <laughs> the hardest when you really feel like you are going to finish your life with them. Yes. And then, you know, you don't want to break it up because, well, you think that you can make it. And, of course, talking about the problems you have is the most difficult but also the most helpful thing you can mm. do when you don't really know what to do. I, I was literally desperate, so I talked about with great difficulty 
uh, with friends、mm. and family, and then well, <laughs> the only literally the only solution was to break up. Exactly. That's great that you were able to talk to your family because I feel like it's really difficult to talk about relationships. Extremely difficult with parents or family. <laughs> like, who?、Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know like my my problems. Yes, because you feel like so embarrassed that. You were so happy, and then all of a sudden,、mm. you're not, and they can see it, but they don't know what to do, and you also don't know what to do, and、uh, it's really embarrassing, like to talk about that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you liked it. Yes, and don't hesitate to write us、uh, if you have any comments or. Suggestions about new episodes. Yes, don't be mean. <laughs> so yeah, bye. Goodbye.